I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Episode 340 of After the Whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Lots to talk about today. Uh, Sabres 0-2. So many different storylines going on. Austin Matthews has six goals. Lots of fights. It's been an interesting start to the season, to be honest with you. Lots of really good play by by certain teams and certain players um, that have played that have played quite well. Uh, Austin Matthews, <laughs> two hat tricks uh, back to back to start the season. Uh, and 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 the first thing you're thinking about the whole time when you're thinking of this is, holy shit, how many goals can this guy score this year? Because that's a when you have a guy like Austin Matthews who starts a season like this, the team starts the season like this, and everybody's happy, and there's well, a me, really good vibe. Man, can I ask you something? Do you think when Austin Matthews goes out two seasons ago and scores 60, do you think Connor McDavid takes that to heart and goes out and then scores 60, and then Austin Matthews takes that to heart and wants to go out and maybe score 70? I do not believe it goes through Connor McDavid's mind. I think Connor McDavid is basically a player that sits out on a pedestal by himself, and everybody is underneath him. There's not there's not a player in this in this game that is on the same level or pedestal as Connor McDavid. So no, he is not looking at Austin Matthews who scored 62 years ago. And he says to himself, well, I need to go out because Austin, no, Connor McDavid is just on his own. Now I do believe Austin Matthews who last year (laughs) and get this scored 40 goals and had 85 points, but it was not a good year. That's, that's considered a bad year for an elite player. Very clear got his, his contract finished with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, there is, there is a push to win games in Toronto right now. Cause they're in that open. They're in that open Avenue of uh, an opportunity to be a Stanley cup champion with the team that they have. They have a very good hockey team. And Arthur Matthews started off with uh, an awesome start to his season in the Toronto Maple Leafs and buried two hat-tricks. It's not looking back either. By the way, the NHL app absolutely sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. It's really... It's the worst it's ever been. I thought the last version was really good, not to go down a rabbit hole on this. I find it very difficult to to navigate through it and get the, the stuff that you want. But... Not to go on and and uh, crap on the NHL app because whatever, there's other apps out there if that's not the one that you uh, aspire to use. But um, Connor McDavid, zero and two. Didn't think you'd uh, hear that, right? This is a team, is another team that I feel has aspirations of of truly winning the Stanley Cup. 
and uh, they start off real flat, which is kind of eyebrow raising. But um, you know, they're they're a team much like the Sabers, Buffalo Sabers, starting off zero and two. Certainly not what you would want to see. But uh, again, there's no panic. There's no panic in the Sabres dressing room. They started off a little bit flat. They don't have their big line going yet, which guess what? If you don't have your big line going in the NHL, you're not going to win too many games. So once Tage Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck decide to show up, they will win games because this is a very good hockey team. But they haven't played great hockey yet. And they're flat. But there's no panic whatsoever. It's find solutions, clean up a few areas, and get on get that first win. So do you, do you want to talk about the the idiots that tweeted no, at you? No. Or do you want to or do you no. want to talk about the game? Because yeah, someone messaged us and and said uh, you guys need to bring the heat on the show today. And this was this morning. Bring the heat. What is it? What does that mean? What is well, that? The, the anger. Like, like shred think, the shred the team. I'm gonna well, shred like, the team listen, after they two. They look games. like shit. Yeah. Okay. They look like shit. And um, that's just period. They still could have won that game the other night. They had no chance against the Rangers. Throw. We weren't. We didn't even do a show after the game. We were going to do a show that night because you were traveling to Nashville or try to do one on Friday. And we were like, "Fuck that." There's nothing to say, and I'm not going to get on here and shred the team after one game and be the yep. dickhead that the guy in the tweet thinks that we are. By the way, we quit. We didn't get fired. But I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm not ready to shred this team yet. But I'm going to tell not you all. they not play four more games like this and Don Granato needs to go because this is a fucking joke. This brand of hockey that we have seen come out of the gate against the Rangers at home. And I'm sorry, this brand of hockey is a joke. Well, what is, the, what is the brand? I don't of know. Hockey. You, why don't you tell me? How about this slop? That's the brand of hockey that we're getting. You have some players that are playing well. You want me to highlight them? We can highlight them later on in the show because some of them do deserve it. Okay? Some of them do deserve some praise. But others do not deserve any praise. But it's two games into the season, so there's no point in doing that. Can we praise the middle stat uh, Benson and Greenway? uh, Top of the list. Top of and the list. Top of the list. And there's one of those three that are at the top of the list of the entire team. And who's that? Number 12. Guy's been fucking awesome. Two games in. He was a beast in the first game. Yep. Most noticeable player on the ice by far. Noticeably trying to throw his weight around. And Thank we're talking you. Jordan Greenway for, of course. for those. Thank that, you, Jordan uh, Greenway. Yeah. Thank you for Listen, showing up for the I first mean, two games of the season. Doesn't that put a smile on your face, though? Doesn't that put a smile on your face to know that Jordan Greenway, two games in, I know it's only two games in, is playing some good hockey. Casey Middlestat and and, and Benson they seem to have a little bit of, like they scored an absolutely beautiful goal in, uh, goal in Long Casey. Island. That was a gorgeous goal. His well, backhand I mean, goal. you look at you look at the play that Benson made, right? Drives across the blue line, cuts to the middle, Makes almost like a a, a, a no look seeing eye pass to Casey Middlestat, who puts it over to Jordan Greenway, and Jordan Greenway made an unbelievable move to deke out the goaltender, slide it in on the backhand, and 
Can we, can you stop right there? That, that's not just an unbelievable move. And that was no accident. That is a six foot five, 230 pound man squeezing a puck in a very tight area around a goalie's pad. I just want to yeah. make note of that. We're not yeah. talking about a guy five, nine. Okay. Yeah. So last year we were very excited about the Greenway trade because you need a player like that. And, and the only reason why Greenway is getting this much time on our show is because he was the best player in the first two games. And you say, doesn't that bring a smile to your face? The answer is absolutely. Yes, it does. Yeah. But no, it doesn't. Then it also upsets me because he should not be the best player on the ice on any night. No offense to Jordan Greek. He needs to be maybe one of the most important pieces on any given night, but that does not mean that he should be the, the flashiest, shiniest toy that we have. That's yeah. a problem for me. So if that is still going on, game seven, eight, nine, and 10, then we need to start pointing the finger elsewhere. And I'm going to say this right now, and I've said it before, and I, I have not pushed the issue. Don Granato is on the clock. Don Granato is on the clock. What needs to change? The entire like, what team, is your the way they play. What does that mean, though? What does that mean, though? I don't know. Can I can I throw this in there that they're still the youngest team in the league? <sighs> can I throw that in there that they're the youngest team in the league? Does that or am I gonna get crucified for saying that? I am so sick of hearing that. But the That's, reality is they are the youngest team in the league. And whose fault is that? Is that the player's fault? No, or is it's that not. the coach is that the coach's fault? Could That's be the, the general GM's manager's fault because he didn't go and he brought in an 18-year-old kid. Um, yep. and didn't go Who? out and identify that the team right now is a very good hockey team, but needs some leadership and needs some guys that have been in the league that have some veteran status to it. Maybe some players that are a little bit different, a little bit different. You look at all the best teams in the league, every single one of them, they, they have role players. We don't have role players here, here in Buffalo. Yeah. Well, but that's a broken we're, record, and I don't want to go yeah, there because I don't. Record. I don't want Warren Warren to shit on me because he uh, thinks that I'm critical of the team. So I'm not going to be that guy. Okay, just something that I that I identify. You know, playing 17 years in the league and 923 games, and kind of actually knowing you know, the game of hockey. On, on that, top of that, how other teams seem to win. Yeah, <laughs> like, fine. Let's it, just it's like about, Warren. Let's just forget. Warren, about, your, take your, your head out of your ass on the couch <laughs> or out of your chip bag, whatever one you want to pick, and just go out and actually take a look at what teams are doing to have success. Oh. They have high end skill. We have high end skill. I'm they have that. all of the ingredients it takes to win. But the Sabers right now, we're going with a rookie goaltender. Kevin Adams has done some nice things but I can certainly give an opinion on how I feel. And it's only an opinion. It's only, you know, what's my opinion worth? Nothing. But I will say this there. If we had a different GM with a different mindset, there there might be some different moves made. And there's no question that this team is highly, highly, highly skilled, but it still lacks. It still lacks some things that I think could put it over the top. Well, so let's let's just do what you have to do in these situations and make do with what you have. Okay? And I'm going to just go back to, you know, I'm going to rewind the record all the way back, way, way back to, you know, game one of the season where they could not even get into the zone. 
against the Rangers. Why? Why is that? Why couldn't they get in the zone against the Rangers? Oh, because the Rangers came out with this brand new thing called the one three one that I I never even heard. All these people around the world are talking about the one three one, and I'm just like, "What are you like, talking about? We 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 played that with Lindy. <laughs> we played the one three one with Lindy." So I'm not beating them up though. It's only game two. It's only yeah. game two, and that. What was do you think? What do you think's happening? Or what has not happened with the top line? Because we, we I think all they've know had this. chances. I thought against the Rangers, they had chances. They had some chances. They came down the wing. They missed a lot of shots wide. They didn't get shots through. I think, how about this one? How about other teams are playing them differently? Are they playing them harder? Are they more aware? Are they more aware of these guys when they're on the ice? Are they seeing the other team's top defensive players? Are they seeing the other team's top defense? Are they used to playing against those guys? Wait, did they see other teams' top goalies night in and night out last year? No. The answer is no. They're going to be, it's going to be a very different season for those guys because teams like the Rangers, who are building to try to win a Stanley Cup this year, are going to figure out how to beat the best of teams. Okay, who know how to play their system to to a T. So when you have the Sabres, who are still a little disoriented in that regard, still don't really have much of an identity at all, other than a core group of players that are signed long-term that have a shit ton of skill. That's all we have. And a goaltender who carries a lightsaber. Just saying. Peter Laviolette. New head coach of the Rangers. First order of business was for Chris Jury to phone Kevin Adams and ask if there is an opportunity to speak with Mike Pekka. Oh, he looked great on the bench the other night, by the way. Mike Pekka decides... Don't send me a picture just to add insult to injury, but I didn't bother to bring that up either. Go on. Decides to go to the Rangers. Now, Mike Pekka, when you think of Mike Pekka, you think of a guy that plays the game the right way he not only adds offense but he is highly gritty he is a defensive specialist won the selkie when you think of peter laviolette the head coach of the rangers he is taking on a team that is loaded with offensive players highly skilled off offensive players my thought on offense is offense will win you a lot of games in this league. Offense will win you games. But the old saying is defense will win you championships. So if you can take a highly offensive dynamic team and have those dynamic forwards care about defense as much as they do offense, you will have a winner. Right now, you have Peter Laviolette, who is implementing a different structure of defense with the Rangers. You're adding in Mike Pekka, who is a defensive specialist throughout his time in the NHL. The Rangers don't need to worry about goals. They have tons and tons and tons of offense. If they want to compete with the very best teams in the league, they need to understand how to be the best 
defensive team in the league. I think they're going to be super stingy to play against. The, the Sabres right now, last year, scored a ton of goals. And man, did I enjoy watching 7-6 and 6-5 and 5-4 games that the Sabres won. But they're going to win a lot of games because they have a lot of dynamic offense. But they stink to high hell on the defensive side of the puck. And until Don Granato can fix that, until he can until he can have players on this team buy in to winning games 2-1 to one or, or even 3-2 in this league, until you can do that, you're gonna be you're gonna be in a really tough situation. I was driving down the highway yesterday. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, my caution light goes on my dashboard, and it says tire pressure low. I just assumed it's been cold, weather starting to change, maybe some air. You know, tires a little low. I got to put some air in it. Happens all the time. Yep. I get home, I change quickly. I'm on my way to my son's soccer game. I get on the highway, going on the ramp, it's raining, and I start to slide. Like my back tire is now starting to, like, I'm starting to slide out around on the back. And all of a sudden it starts going, boom, boom, boom. So I have a full blown flat tire. It's not like I have just air pressure out. My tire's done. So I pull over. I was just going to throw some air in it and just try to get to my son's soccer game. That's where I was headed. Luckily, I asked the guy at the garage, I said, Is there an air pump anywhere? He looked at my tire and he said, You can't throw air in that said, if you throw air in that and start to drive with it, it will explode and you'll crash. So he says, do you have a spare? I said, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. He opens my trunk, shuffles through all the shit in my trunk, finds the spare, says, we'll put it on for you. Jacks my car up, changes my spare, charges me $8, and I go on my way. I make it to the soccer game on time. My point is, had I filled it up with air, blown a tire, and gotten in a car crash, I would have called Salino Law, 800-555-5555. So now I'm driving around with a donut. Did you just make that up? No. That whole story is true. I actually drove through an accident crash site, and I, I think something split my tire i have a tire in my back seat and i have a donut on my car that says you can't go over 50 miles per hour what I had no there's a big caution sticker don't go over 50 miles per hour i'm cruising down the highway going 70 car crash costalino you looking for a nice little getaway seneca allegheny resort and casino natural beauty meets true luxury Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. It's too soon to start saying what this team is or isn't. I'm not, that's not my, I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying that. In talking about? We already know what the team is. We know what the team is, but we, we already know, know what the team we is. We haven't seen them play their best yet to, 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 to and that's, that's fine. So I'm, I'm still super concerned about them making the playoffs because I think the makeup of the team is going to hurt them. 
Yeah. I, so what I mean by that when I say it's too soon is I don't want to analyze Levi and say that this is what he is because I don't know. I don't want to analyze certain player and say that this is what he is because I don't know. I don't want to sit here and tell you that Benson definitely needs to go back to junior, which he does, but I don't know. Someone's going to say, well, he had two assists. Even on the two assists, he's he can make offensive plays. He's lost out there, and it's that's, okay. That's, a, that's a totally understandable, right? I'm not picking on the kid. I, yeah. I, if it sounds like, and I'm you should, on... and you shouldn't pick on the kid, and I know no. that you're not because you're trying to make a point. My point is, is that that is where you need to have a 27 year old veteran player, like a Zekas or a Clutterbuck or a, anybody like that, you know, and and just kind of have a little bit more response. I love the offensive future that this kid has in the league there's no question but he's so young i've never brought this up i never even when we were talking about zach benson and his eight assists in preseason and how well he played and he played in multiple different lines and played very well and i'm that that bodes really really well for the sabers in the future like this is that's exactly what you want to hear that these young players are continuing to improve that are going to make this team better and you want one of these guys whether it's a, a savoy a benson a coolidge you want one of these guys to not just be good you don't want them to be good you want them to be elite because elite is what's going to change the dynamic of your team moving forward that's what you want but they need time right they need time to develop we have the youngest team in the league last year okay we had a lot of a lot of players that needed to understand not only the pace of play, it's not even about on the ice stuff. We had tons of players that needed to understand off the ice, the travel part, how you, how you treat your body on the road, how you deal with injuries and, and things like that through the course of an 82 game schedule. It is a long long demanding season we had a young young team that was learning and it it was exciting for all the sabers fans out there to to see a big jump a real big jump and then we have for the first time this 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 team for the very first time in 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 over a decade 12 years they actually have some pressure Kevin Adams has pressure because he's starting to sign guys to an $11 million contract a year and 8.325 and 7.1 and 7 million. And there's, there's, there's pressure on these, on these players. You look at the players that we have on the team. It's fantastic. 12 years. They have not made the playoffs 12. I would think, at some point in time, there would be a little tiny bit of urgency in the sense that you have to make tough decisions. Tough decisions to say, if you're going to bring in a rookie goaltender that's never played a year in the league, that you might want to go out and get him a fucking backup. Not have three guys. Not have three guys because that doesn't work doesn't work in any league. It doesn't work on any team having three goaltenders. So whatever you got to do, do something. 
because that young rookie is going to need help. To go into a season and not change a forward, not change one guy, they all the same. They're all the same style of player, all of them. You don't make a change. The only change you make is bringing in an 18-year-old player, an 18-year-old player that has an unbelievable career ahead of him. But that's the player you bring in. 2-0. and 0-2. Oh. Oh Thank you for the uh, for the help. 0-2. Well, 0-2. So oh and two. Oh and two. Is there any difference. panic? Is there any no. panic? Absolutely no panic. I'm nervous. Absolutely no panic. But I'm nervous. But I'm damn nervous. Because there's pressure. There's now pressure on this hockey team. And they better make the goddamn playoffs. Because that's their standard now. All you know, that other shit. All that other stuff. All the... Re- We've had, a, we've had a rebuild. Remember Darcy Regeer sitting there saying, you know, there's gonna we're going to be going through some suffering. No one told us it would be 12 years long. We didn't buy into this. This is a year that there's enough talent on this hockey team to make the playoffs. But the style of play in which this team plays needs to change, needs to be altered a little bit, not change the entire dynamic of the team, but my Lord, someone's got to throw a body check. Someone's got to be tough to play against. Someone's got to play with some nasty. They have to understand all those skilled players that are producing points. You better start caring about defense. Are they, do they not like, I mean, what, what, what does that even look like? Listen, I, I, I remember there, there there's in the first game, I remember there was a play. I can't remember what goal it was, but it was the big line on the ice. Tage Thompson was just about 10 feet inside the blue line. He reaches out with his left arm just to kind of slap the puck forward right? To kind of chip it out of the zone so we could kind of get going on offense. One arm, just the Rangers keep the puck in and less than five seconds later, the puck's in the net. And I'm thinking to myself, is that, is that the defense? That's okay. Is that okay? It's not okay. I don't care if you score 150 points a year. It's not okay. Because if you want to win, you have to be a great, you have to be a unit. One weak link in a defensive zone coverage, you're done. This is the NHL. It's the best league in the world. They will pick you apart and they will find the weak link. The players that's not able to be in the shooting lane, the player that is out of position, that's one second late, takes one second to score a goal in this. You have time, boom, it's in the net. And this team needs just, they need to be better. They need to be better. They need their big line. They need their big line going because if you don't have your big line going, then this team has zero chance. And I mean zero chance. So the big boys got to get going. And the defensive side of things, God, you got to care. You got to care. You got to care like 
like you're scoring a hat trick offensively. This is why I didn't want to be so negative today about the first or second game of the year, because even as players in the locker room, when we were on teams that have expectations to make the playoffs, if you start the season like this, you're not in panic mode. The coach isn't in panic mode. There's 80 more games, 80 more games. So you'd rather be doing this now than doing it in game 77, 78, 79 when you those games and those wins might be a little more crucial because you're going to have to go through a point at some season where you're going to iron out some kinks, right? So it's too soon to get to get all riled up. I appreciate um, you know, the tweets, someone, you know, messaging us saying, you know, bring the heat tomorrow. There's no there's no reason to bring the heat. We said five games. We said give it five games. Then you said 10 games. So we're two games in. Let's give it a little bit of time. However, PJ PJ hit it right on the head with this post here. He said, congrats, though, to the Sabres on winning the offseason fake hype contest. Sucks when the games actually start, eh? That's our, that's a, a oh, that's someone who's, man. no, he, listen, what he's saying is I, just I, I, all the hype after preseason, Benson, Levi, the team, everything's good. You got this, you got Darlene signed, you got power signed, you got Thompson on long-term, you got this guy on long-term, that guy long-term, everything's great. <clears throat> this is the year. This is the year. He, all he's saying is get your heads out of your asses. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All this Sabres talk brings us to another edition of Crash Course presented by Salino Law. Car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. Tuesday night, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in town. Who need, who need to win as well after a tough loss against the Senators? Not going to be easy. I think, uh, number one, uh, Tampa Bay has built a rep- reputation that they deserve over the last number of years as being one of the still one of the elite teams in the game. Uh, they did not bode well in Ottawa. Ottawa spanked them around. Um, you know, Brady Kachuk just uh, exuded his uh, will and beef scored a couple uh, goals against Tampa and uh, downed them 5-2. And um, Tampa right now, I think they lost Steve Stamkos in the game with an injury. And uh, I, you know, I can only hope that Steve Stamkos is going to be out of the lineup because he's a big part of that Tampa Bay team. But uh, this is still a very good hockey team in, in Tampa. It is, it is not going to be an easy, easy game whatsoever for, for, um, for Buffalo and uh but it's a big one. They need to get in that win win column. You can't go 0 and 3. Well, you I mean, you could go 0 and 3. Well, you I mean, you I, should... I, I guess where's the panic button? Like when when is the panic button? Like at what game do you actually start to feel 
a panic situation. After next Monday against Montreal and seeing what the standings are or what your what your um, so game five, six is what you're kind of saying. Like, what well, if yeah, we're ten games we in and they're that, like two and three, eight, four, five? That'll be that'll be the sixth game of the season. You should not be losing the first three games of the year if you're this team. That's it's right. not panic. I'm not. This isn't panic. Like your season's over, but it is simply like, why would you want to dig yourself out of this kind of a hole? Three games, they missed the playoffs by one point. And they had an eight-game shit streak in November. You cannot afford to do this. You cannot afford to lose three games in a row off the start of the season. Because a lot of it doesn't come down to the end result of the season. It comes down to just overall morale. Because it's And it's not just on the star players, because they're going to get going. Star players are going to be star players. We know that. Okay? Darlene, Power, these guys will start to get going. But it's the morale of the other players. Can't be 0-3, 0-4, getting a little far ahead of myself here because they can very easily win the game against Tampa Bay. They can also yeah. very easily lose it. Does it make you a, a little bit nervous at all? And we've talked about this before. Does it make you a little bit nervous that so many players last year had career years like are we expecting Tage Thompson now every single year that he plays he's going to have 94 points and 47 goals is that his like do you understand what I'm saying like Alex Tuck I think had how many points last year 80 82 83 something like that well his best year before that was what 54 Jeff Skinner's played 12 years in the NHL his best year I think 64 points how many how many points did he have last year over 80 am I right on these uh yeah you're absolutely you're spot on does that make you uncomfortable Dylan Cousins had himself a year he had 31 goals last year 68 points he's got pressure to produce Right now, he's minus four, no points. In the first two games, it does not look like we have we we have a player on our team that makes over five with the way they've played. There's why been, is that? There's why been, is no, that, Petey? But, why, and, why are we sitting here after game two? And I know it's two games. And it and it and it, it's so 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 ridiculously early that there's no panic whatsoever. I guarantee you, there's no panic in that dressing room. I think Don Granado is just like, okay, let's 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 just figure this out. We got some areas that we can clean up. We need the the uh, we need the work ethic and and the compete level to be higher. These are all little things that we can do. There's no pressure on you to work harder. Just work harder. Be a little bit smarter. They're going to figure some things out here. But what are they doing wrong? Like, what are they doing wrong to be in this situation where you're questioning, like... Well, I, I have a question for you. I, I Legitimate question. Because we come from a generation where, like, you know, you'd show up to the rank and you would have... You had... You could go back and watch your shifts if you wanted to. You know, the technology was really just starting to come out. Like, I thought watching Zach Benson look at his shifts on the iPad in his first NHL game, I thought that was fucking comical. 
Okay. I'm just sitting there going like, kid, worry about the fucking game. Like, don't worry about your last shift. <laughs> You're fucking 18. Put the iPad down and watch what's going on the ice. You're in the National Hockey League. Go watch the players that are on the ice playing ahead of you. That's what you should be doing. However, Don Granato said in his post-game press conference after game one, he went he went on about, oh, you know, we have individual meetings and we have individual line meetings and then we have power play meetings and we have a, a, a penalty kill meeting. Then we have a team meeting. Uh, you know, we're meeting about their teams. You know, then we have another meeting and we got this meeting and then no, no, there's a meeting about this and the coaches meet and then the trainers meet and then, you know, all, all the whole team meets with the doctors and then there's a meeting with the, the ice guys. And it just sounds like they're fucking meeting all the time. All the time. And one of the criticisms of Dan Bilesmo was over preparation, overthinking, over coaching, over all this stuff. Like some of this is instinct. So he's obviously telling every line to play a little bit different. I don't think he's saying that. You think he's telling Zach Benson, Casey Middlestad, and Greenway to play differently than, um, you know, Victor Olofsson, right. uh, Cousins, and Paterka? You think he's telling them to play differently? No, he's not. No, he's not. No, I guess he can't. Because those those he two can't. lines are the same. Yeah, guess I guess what? he can't. You think so he's I guess... telling Alex Tuck and Thompson and Skinner to play different? No, no, okay. he's not. Well, then that's even better to my, then that's even better to my point. Actually, that's, first of all, that's a shame that he's not, that he can't tell this line to play differently because he should be able to say, I want you to go and run these guys every time you're on the ice against them. I want you to forecheck hard. I want you to be, you know what I mean? Grind them down, hit through. That's the problem. What you just said right there. That's the problem. And let me tell you why. Hold on. What? what, Just no, no, no. What? Because they don't have the players. No. Because he shouldn't have to tell a guy to go and run a guy (laughs) and rough him up. He shouldn't have to tell a guy because a guy knows his role. Okay. Knows when he's in the lineup, what he can do to add to a team. It It doesn't all come through goals and assists. It comes through being part of a team. Like we talk about Ryan Reeves in Toronto. The guy plays six, seven minutes a night. But I just watched fight against Felino after he absolutely crushed two guys on 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 a shift. One was an unbelievable hit. He knows exactly what he's there to do. He knows his role in the team on and off the ice, which is going to help Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to tell you right now: Austin Matthews, Michi Marner, uh, Nylander. They all grew a set of balls that are like King King Kong size balls right so now did Domi with, with Ryan so Reeves on that team. Yeah. Well, okay. So I don't know if you were going against my point or helping it, but I mean, I think you kind of did a little bit of both there, but I guess I laughed when you said that because I guess he can't tell them. It's a shame that he can't say, I want you guys to go and play this way because he doesn't have those players. So maybe that's not his fault. Maybe he doesn't want them. I don't know. Um, then if that's the case, then even more to the other point, why all the meetings? Enough with all the meetings, I guess, is my opinion, because it doesn't sound like that's going anywhere. What happens behind the scenes happens behind the scenes. They got to figure it out. They need more. They need to be the hardest working team right now. And they need to clean up some areas of the game. 
I don't want to hear anything about this guy's getting paid too much money and oh, Kevin Adams screwed up because he paid these guys this this much money. No, these are awesome it's contracts. Too soon. It's They're too amazing soon for it. That's, that's what we're talking about. It's too soon to panic, but it's just but it, but it's listen. It's alarming. I think it's more irritating. It's alarming for me to see two games in a row with very little energy. I expected more from this team. I put none of it on anyone individually, none of it. It's the style of the team. I just hope it doesn't continue. That's all I'm saying because what the reality is right now, the way they are playing, they need to score four goals every night to win. Putting a lot of a lot of pressure on on uh, on a group. Um, uh, like if you had a style of play that was like, ah, oh, we're gonna win games, guys. This is you know we're just a couple bad bounces here or there, you know, no problem. Or there's no panic here, guys. There's no panic. But the problem is the way they play. The way they play is the panic for me because of what they're going to have to do at the other end of the rink in order to. They're like they gave up a ton of ton more chances against the Islanders. That game could have been. That game could have gone either way, and there could have, but there could have been a lot more goals. But man, they're just putting more pressure on themselves at the at the in the defensive end of the rink. So with that, take that for what it's worth. This has been Crash Course presented by Salino Law. Car crash, call Salino, 800 555 5555. Can I ask you one more question? Ooh, is this still part of Crash Course? A little extra crash course. Who starts the next game and goal? Are we going to see Devin Levi again? Goals well, against who's average. The, who's the backup? Point five six. Who's goals the against average three point five six. Who's the backup? Save percentage point eight eight one. You're a goaltender. You know that those are not very good numbers. Um. That being said, players in front of the uh, this young man um, need to help him out. It'll be interesting to see because they've there's been a few games, um, or a few days between game number two to game number three, so I think it's going to give time for Devin Levi to calm down a little bit. Okay, um, get get the uh, the mindset of the players in the right frame. And it'll be interesting to see who Don Granato decides is going to play in that game against Tampa Bay, because it's a big game. I mean, that's this team needs a win. This team needs a win. You cannot. And I repeat, not lose another game at home. It sounds like there's panic. But then it also sounds like there's not panic. There's so much yeah. uncertainty. I don't think the Kevin Adams TikTok video helped either. You're Owen Owen one on those ones. Just saying. Wow. I had to say it. I I, I had too many people send it to me and say, "What is this?" That I had yeah. to say it. Yeah. So steer clear of social. <laughs>